Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome, everyone, to the Church Solutions Podcast. Should we do a take two? Welcome, everyone, to the Church Solutions Podcast. <laughs> Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. Steve actually knows how to talk. I don't. Oh. And I'm Phil Thompson. And I talk for a living, too, by the way. That's right. I did. Hey, we're glad that you are with us for our podcast. We do this on a weekly basis. We are with a company called JSL Solutions, which uh, actually has three products. Uh, MyFlock.com, ChurchAppLive.com, and StreamingChurch.tv. All right. So, uh, obviously, those are all related to either streaming video. Streaming video, apps for churches, or website and church management systems. Yeah. So, there you go. We have those things, and uh, we can do some other custom things for you as well. So, we we work mainly with church, churches, ministries, tech-related, although we do talk about Anything that's church-related, because Steve and I have been involved in churches for for most of our adult lives, mm-hmm. and from all sorts Which of capacities. It's going to be a longer and longer time as yeah. we get older and older. Well, it beats the alternative, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've been involved in leadership. I still am involved in leadership. Uh, I guess you're no longer on your church board, are you? No, I'm not. They kicked you off, didn't they? That's right. I retired from the board. Right, good oh, for you. They... I'm glad you're free of that. <laughs> uh, so, so today uh, we're actually going to talk about something that is tech-related, but it's a mixture of kind of tech-related and, uh, well, we're going to talk about volunteers and how you can use software to organize your volunteers right. and do that. So that's what we're going to talk about. So so let me first off start off first by saying um, you may be a small church, uh, you may be medium-sized or large, um, but let me say, first of all, if you're very small, you may be uh, a pastor or an associate pastor or maybe just one of the key board members or leadership team members, and you might say, well, we can just do everything ourselves. But really, uh, I want to encourage you to really recruit and utilize other people in your church, even if it's small, to begin to do some things and to begin to serve well, and volunteer. I would think every church would have volunteers. Well, you think I, there would be some roles that I think what happens a lot of times, and it, again, everybody's different, but I think um, it's easy sometimes to say, eh, I'll just do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's easy to say, oh, it's too much work to find somebody and train them. And- but you can't do everything. You can't be the the kids leader on Sunday morning and teach your lesson at the same time. True. or True. So you, you yeah. can't do that, but there are other things too, like some of those, some of the uh, administrative you can't be, stuff. Can't be the greeter, you can't be an usher, and the pastor. Right, but there's also churches. <laughs> I know this is beyond your uh, comprehension, maybe, but there are <laughs> other churches. I didn't want to say that, make it sound like I was slamming you. I'm not. But what I'm getting at is, there are some churches that that, that don't. I mean, you walk in the door, you don't even have a greeter. Right. I mean, you don't even have a volunteer to show you things. Uh, trust me, I have been in that seat before. <laughs> I've walked indoors and like, hello, 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 and there's nobody that's yeah. really taking the ball. And you would be surprised <laughs> that that mm-hmm. happens a lot. So I, I guess what I'm just simply trying to say here to everybody, and that is uh, volunteers are, are the lifeblood of your church. And, and really, um, you can cultivate some really good 
volunteers, you get some good people and then cultivate them and spend some time. So you do need to put a little bit of time and energy in your volunteers. Mm -hmm. But if you do it right, you don't you don't have to overdo it, and you can create really a great culture of, of volunteering and serving in your church. But mm-hmm. you do have to be intentional about it, right? And I mean, it's it's kind of like the I think about it, the, you know, how they train employees when they work certain places, mm-hmm. and they have some specific training programs right. to create a certain culture. Yeah. I mean, it's important to get your volunteers. Um, I don't know, at least speaking the same language or organized right. in such a way that that it's going to reflect the culture of the right. church. And, and if you are even a small and mid-sized church, you've got so much going on your plate if you're listening to this, if you're involved on staff, that you you, you may be thinking about taking the time to, to organize something maybe just kills you and you think, ah, oh, I just can't do that. We'll just, just wing it. But but honestly, you'll be better off in the long, long run if you really take some time and, and organize some a system and even even some manuals right, with the volunteers rather than just kind of wing it day to day or week to week. You yeah. want to create a system in place. Yeah, to because as you do grow, right, right? As you grow, you're you're going to need to do something. Otherwise, you're going to go backwards, mm-hmm. and you'll find yourself just recruiting volunteers. All I mean, you're going to do that anyhow, but but you're just always going to be filling an empty seat because it's empty all the time because that person just gave up or right or. So, they didn't, it wasn't a good fit for them. Right. So you need a system around um, how you recruit, how you do background checks, how you uh, train, how you cases. get people um, exposed to opportunities, you know, the whole bit. There's a whole management system that you need to put in place with your... Yes, but again, I'm sure there's people listening to this podcast going, oh, I could never do that. But you really can. And actually... What we should probably do is next week probably talk about that system because I have one in mind right now huh. that I think is really good. It's oh, there's very, a well. I didn't know there was. I, I thought each church would develop their own little system of. Well, you can use a a template, oh, I okay. guess, and then you can develop it around that. So let's talk about really how to do that next week. But let's talk today about some software that they could use to uh, to schedule people and organize. Yeah, things. to help organize things. Yeah. Because uh, I, I know we're getting off the, the beaten track here, but it, it really, I think it's a good point you bring up. And there really is something that, that I've used for years uh, that will help recruit your volunteers and get them in the right place. But yeah. we'll talk about that next week. Okay. So stay tuned. Yes. Same bat station, same bat channel. All right. So today, let's talk about some software that you and I are somewhat familiar with, and it's called. Well, the the one that we use, I guess the both our we, churches use, is worshipplanning.com. Worshipplanning.com. So there's... So, yeah, that's one. And let me just rattle off, just doing some research. There's planningcenteronline.com. There's, I found Rotunda software. There's probably half a dozen or maybe a dozen different um, tools that are all geared for organizing and managing your volunteers. Yeah. But the one we use, worship planning, been around since the early days of myflock.com. I actually right. know and met the um, the owner of the company. Tom, I think is his name. Can't remember. Yeah, I think you're right. It's been a very name. long time. Yeah. But uh, You can tell we did a lot of research. He's for probably this. one of the pioneers in the area. He may have been kind of like the MyFlock was one of the first yeah. cloud-based management systems. He may have been one of the first cloud-based volunteer management systems. I think he probably was. I think you're right about that. And I like, I like the stuff he's done. I also like the fact that he's not this big, huge corporation 
that, you know, they're, they're, they're like us, a fairly small outfit that, you know, want to serve churches and help right. churches. And so I always like that kind of a thing. Right. So, so yeah. what does this stuff do? Well, do we, so when you think of the, when you hear the word worship planning, I, I'm sure a lot of people think, well, that's for my worship leader. Uh-huh. That's for my music team. That's for my, uh, you know, the music end of our church. And it's, it, it, it is for that, but it's not limited for that by any means. Right. So what you do with worship planning, at least the way my church uses it is we have people that we've recruited for volunteers that want to be interested in serving the church in any area, any capacity. And so we enter their names and, you know, it's a, it's a database. And then we also put in, you know, what team or what area of ministry that they're interested in, what they want to be a part of. And so it can be anything. It can be from your, we mentioned ushers and greeters earlier. It can be uh, hospitality. My church uses kind of the hospitality area. that yeah, Children's you know, leader or whatever. Children's maybe. leader, youth. You can schedule it for anything. You could even schedule it for your board stuff, you mm-hmm. know, uh, as well as music. And and it's uh, I like it because it's it's very I think user friendly, uh, the, at least the time I've I've spent on it. And it, it gives you the ability to uh, have everything under one roof, so to speak. Because I, I know some are think uh, thinking, well, why don't I just use email? You know, and just yeah, send out emails. create a little spreadsheet of when people are going to be where and for what Sunday, or yeah, or write it all on a piece of you know yellow notepad or something. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, I I remember back in the days where you know we didn't have internet. We just had you know teams would show up and we'd get a big piece of paper out and right. try to schedule people, or right? Have a meeting or something, you know. Uh, but, but, uh, and by the way, those, those days, there's, there's something to be said about those days, which we'll get into later, but, uh, but the, the model is pretty much the same. It's a matter of taking people and what roles are going to be and then what right. duties need to be performed when, yeah. and just organizing, you know, right. scheduling people. Well, the nice thing about worship planning is, is, um, you can, uh, you can, you know, you can sit down and if you've already got people in your database and you've already got it, okay, this person works in hospitality, this person, this group of people does, you know, ushering, this group of people does music, uh, you can easily navigate it and you can within really just a few minutes set a schedule for a month. Right. And then what happens is when you set that schedule up, uh, those people get emails and they get the opportunity to either accept the uh, assignment assignment or decline it. Right. And so then you know who's declined. And so then you can go back in and, and and say, I need to get a sub for the usher on Sunday the 4th. That's available. And so you're not this whole thing about emails back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then, you know, people not responding to emails, although uh, they are people that won't respond to <laughs> worship planning either. I mean, it's just, there are some glitches in the sense that it's human nature. Right. Uh, and there are some things where you have to deal with spam. Uh, there are some people like in my church that they don't get the invitation. It goes into spam. Right. And so then I have to tell them or our volunteer yeah. coordinator has to tell them, hey, go into your spam box and make sure you tell your spam. That this is not this spam. Is not spam. Right. Okay. So the other thing that's really nice about that is the volunteer can go in and set up on their calendar days that they can work and they can't work. Right. Absolutely. So that when yeah. you're scheduling people, it'll say, oh, this guy's not available on this right. Sunday. He's going to be out of town. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it really does help you in that sense 
of, of just keeping everything under one, one, one umbrella and one roof and you're not scattered so much all over the place. And so right. I, I think it gives a lot of, uh, it gives a lot of, uh, makes your, your job easier as if you're, if you're the person in charge of volunteers. Now, the other thing too is, I don't know how, again, every church is different, but, uh, the churches I've worked with in the past, we've had actually team leaders. So you have a team leader over your ushers and greeters. You have mm-hmm. a team leader over your music department. You have a team leader over your audio video, whatever it might be. And, and that's also a nice thing to do because that way, if, uh, if somebody does decline, uh, it's the team leader's responsibility to go in the worship planning and, and find somebody that's available. Right. And they can go in and see what the status of a given week coming up weekend is going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, I've got some holes I need to fill or, yep. or whatever. Yeah. And, and again, uh, you know, uh, I'm kind of working with the church now that's kind of halfway in between that where, uh, there's one person that kind of, uh, there's a couple of people that oversee teams and then everybody else, the volunteer coordinator oversees everybody else's teams, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get them to change that so that they actually have a leader over every team. That way the volunteer coordinator is not chasing around, trying to fill everybody's hat. It's the team leader on that specific team right. that's supposed to do that. So that would be my tip as well for no extra charge today mm-hmm. is, is really get team leaders set up so that you're not the only person or the one and only person, you know, to, to coordinate everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So worship planning uh, does not have an app, uh, but they have a, I think a really nice mobile friendly site. Yeah. Website. And so, uh, and actually I haven't really used it that much, but I was looking at it the other day and I really like their yeah. mobile friendly websites. Very easy to navigate. And I would assume all of these systems are all cloud based because the, all the, the coordination and all the management works best from a cloud based right. system where people can get to it from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, years ago you had to download something and I think we could, I think we had servant keeper or or something is what we had years ago when I was at alive and and we had servant keeper and all that, but yeah, so it's a cloud-based system, which is good because you can get to it. You can access it anywhere, you know, on your mobile device, on your computer, on somebody else's computer, you know, it's very easy to, to use. And, and again, you know, there's nothing more frustrating for volunteers than to, um, you know, show up for something that they think think they're supposed to be showing up for to serve, and then either they're they're not needed, <laughs> or there's not yeah. enough people, and yeah. then you're shorthanded. Yeah, I've done that before. Now, I think we all have been in that position. Everybody listening to this podcast has. But so with with something like worshipplanning.com, you know, you can hopefully take that those factors out, mm-hmm. and so you know who's scheduled. And of course, there's always the human factor that people whatever you know you can't do anything about that you they're either gonna show up or they're not but oh, yeah. at least you're organized. typically if they've committed to show up it's probably going to increase the likelihood that they will show up most of the time yeah. most of the time that happens but uh, again so we're talking here about you know this software worship planning we're open and by the way if you're listening and you're using something else we'd love to hear about it uh we'd love to hear if you like it if you don't like it uh please let us know it's our email support right. at streamingchurch.tv. So, so this is a great way to, to manage your, all of your volunteers, as you mentioned. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to talk about the other aspects of this, which was the the kind of mapping out the service and, you can, yeah, we and that piece of that. Okay. Yeah, we so, should cover that. So, that's, so the basics are getting people into their spots and getting them assigned yeah. and getting the assignments, you know, all figured yeah. out. 
And you can create, as you just alluded to, you can create services, you know, you can, yeah, what so, you've got going, right? Uh, special events. So you'd be a, and when we say create services, you create a kind of a schedule of the service. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. schedule's yeah, so going to, right. You already have your service is going to start at nine and then at nine ten the announcements are going to yep. be in the nine fifteen. They're going to worship him for, you know, right. Yep. Yeah. So, and with the one, the worship planning we're talking about, they go through, and again, there's a whole element that's geared towards the worship team. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so there's, uh, they got song by song you can down this, to the yeah. minute or second mm-hmm. yep. of when things will begin and end. Yeah. Uh, here's what I typically do at my church and everybody's different, but here's what, what we typically do. We typically have a little meeting, uh, you know, before the services start. And usually uh, the meeting includes uh, we, we're a small church, about a hundred people, but we have, uh, we, we, when the, when the band has gone through their run through and they're ready to go, uh, they're usually done about a half hour before the service starts. We have two services, but, uh, so we meet with everybody and we literally have a printout of the songs that they're doing and what's going on in that actual service mm-hmm. or services. And we've all, we've implemented that all in worship planning. So just like you said, Steve, it's song starts at nine o'clock. We've got two songs, Here's what we're doing. Not that everybody really cares the name of the song, but here's what we're doing at this time. We're going to going to do the initial welcome, you know, where somebody, the pastor, somebody gets up and welcomes everybody, you know, then we do a little deal where we do some announcements. Then we have another time where we go back into some music, you know, have prayer and all that kind of thing. And, and then there, but all that stuff can be detailed out ahead of time and then you just hit a printout right and you know what's going on and who's leading what song right. and who's speaking you know right. who's doing the announcements who's doing this yeah yep i've got a printout of, of, of the ushers that we've got scheduled i've got a printout of the hospitality team which is a different team that that you know brings the coffee makes sure the coffee's there and the tea and all that i've got uh, obviously people working in the youth department and right. people working for the children's ministry so from the worship band perspective, though, you're going to have the song list. And so there's another element of this. Yes. So that, you know, you've got service coming up in a week and you see you're going to, your bass player right. is going to be. So you have the songs, you have the song, the run of the songs, and you also have the ability to take the, the music, the uh, sheet music, right. or even listen to MP3s of yes. each of the songs. Yeah, you can you can download those or upload them, I guess is the term, in worship planning. So during the week, your your band can kind of get ready by listening to an MP3. The chord charts are there. Uh-huh. Um, what else is there? Uh, you know more about that music than I do. <laughs> no, <laughs> Why I don't know it? about that. Um, but yeah, yeah, all that. So there's lots of tools to it. There's lots of features to it that you can just go right. hog wild. Right. So it really allows you to, well, I'm sure, I would assume most churches have a plan of the service and Most but, do. <laughs> not everybody, <laughs> not everybody, but I mean, what it does is it, you kind of create a polished, um, right. Service when you know what's going to happen when and who's doing right. what and that sort of thing. So this yeah. just kind of helps you organize all that behind the scenes, makes things just a lot easier to, um, to manage. I mean, you can do this some other way, but having a nice cloud-based solution that everybody can tap into makes it yeah. It, once really you get in easy. a routine of doing it, it really takes the stress. You know, especially if you're the main person, it takes the stress off you because okay, we've got this all planned out now. Yes, 
things change. And, and by the way, you can always change things easily in worship planning as well. But, you know, things do change maybe Sunday morning or whatever. And Joe's sick and Bill's right. fall. You know what I mean? But at least you have a good idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it really helps take the the stress out of what shouldn't be a stressful time, but, you know, can be depending on what's happening around there. So, yeah, I think worship planning is definitely very good. There are other, as we just alluded to, there's other other programs out there right. you could download. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you on that, too, if yeah. you've got some. And we have, I mean, we just know we, don't, we get no kickbacks from uh, worship planning. We get nothing from We should them. hit him up, hit up we, Tom for some kickbacks, we should, but we don't. We should, but uh, send him this podcast and say, look. Look, um, hey, we're promoting you. So, because there is a monthly fee to to use the system, and uh, that's a good question. I think my church pays it, the the monthly fees are determined by how many different team leaders I believe you have. So you can you can input people into this uh, cloud based software worship planning, and you can implement some of them as leaders as organizers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but to do some of those to, uh, to give those people a higher level, uh, they, there is a charge for so many, I think we pay $34 a month is what we pay. And I think we have like six or seven. Yeah, I'm actually leaders. going to their site. Yeah, we have, have six or seven. Leaders. We're so well organized. we got this thought through ahead of time. Yeah. But they're uh, looking at their site now. It's well, if you have three planners, it's $15 a month yeah. with an asterisk, which so there's other pricing options here. Right. And that's what my church and is 10 planners. 10 planners is 30 a month. So you must be in that 34. one. 34. I wonder what I'm doing. So you get the little asterisk, which is other pricing options, which must be some extra features or something. <laughs> yeah. All it, the it, way up to $80 a month. Well, and tell for, people the website. What's the website? So worshipplanning.com. There you go. Is the one. And this and the prices, I'm just poking around different others, like the Planning Center Online, very similar, 14 29 49 and $99 yep. dollar packages, depending on how many people you got. So kind of gives you a feel. It's nothing that's going to break the bank and is, I think, definitely worth the investment. Yeah, because, again, as we started off, your volunteers are very important. And and keeping them organized, not only for your sanity, but for theirs as well, will mean a lot in the long run. It will help you and it will help them because uh, you've got to treat your volunteers right. And if you're disorganized and people are showing up and not showing up, it just creates a, 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 a culture of chaos <laughs> within your church. And so, you know, we we're mentioning worship planning here because we've had some experience with it. Both our churches use it. But there's, as you just said, Steve, there's other software out there. So I'd encourage people to do that and, and take a look at it if you're if you're not doing that as of right now. Um, so, yeah. All right. So uh, if you have questions about this, we can certainly help you. Uh, if, if you need something, we can throw some things your way or at least give you some resources for that. Uh, I wouldn't say this, and, and uh, we can talk about this next week, but if you're not meeting with your volunteers, because the downside to using something like this to the old-fashioned days when we met together and scheduled, you know, uh, the downside to this is sometimes it's easy to not really spend any time with your volunteers uh, on a regular basis, you just implement them. They either accept or they decline. You move on to somebody else. Uh, but uh, it's, I think, incre- I think it's very critical to a church to spend a little bit of time with your volunteers once a month at least, so that you are answering any questions, helping them along as a group. 
uh, giving them an opportunity as individuals to say, Hey, you know what? We need to talk about something's going on in my life. And then you can meet with them later. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but that contact, that face-to-face contact is important. And, uh, I mean, the old days before we had software, you know, we, we either met as a group or, you know, you're on the phone, you know, calling people, Hey, can you work this Sunday? Can you do this? Right. You know, and again, you did at least have a little bit of an opportunity to talk, right. <laughs> you know, whereas cloud-based stuff, sometimes it can be, you know, you're just yeah, more impersonal. Yeah. Which again, I, I think there's nothing wrong with using software. We're pushing it, but I do think you should schedule some time uh, where you're meeting, you know, with your volunteers, whoever you are, whether you're a elder deacon pastor, associate pastor, uh, somebody should be touching base with them. Because what happens is, uh, if you're a volunteer and you don't really get a lot of chance to give input on things, to, to give input on your ministry that you're serving or area you're at, you begin to feel like you're being taken for granted. Mm-hmm. It's just human nature. And, uh, it's, it's easy when you're in leadership in a church to just plow through things. we got to do this. we got to do that. And yet we don't take the time out to hear our people and, and to really hear their hearts and, and, and actually minister to them. You know, we're ministering to all these people every Sunday, but we sometimes forget that our volunteers, they need ministry as well. They need help too. So, so that's just a little tip from Phil, <laughs> somebody who's been on both sides of the fence that it's really good to, to take some time out. And schedule that, and and it will pay off in the long run for for you and your church, and of course your volunteers. So next week we'll we'll talk a little bit about okay, what can I do? You know, how can I really recruit the right volunteers that it would be a good a good fit? And and what's is there a process I could do that's not really overly complicated, but yet will give some some a uh, little bit of substance and structure so that we can build healthy volunteers in our church. All right. Sounds good. Next week. We'll figure out a way to do that. All right. So, uh, Hey, catch us on iTunes church solutions podcast, and we have a brand new YouTube channel. So, uh, I've been pointing you to philthompsonlive.com because that's one I started up years ago and we just kind of threw our streaming church.tv videos and other stuff on there as well as our podcast, which is audio. So we decided to just scrap that channel. It's still there. So you can still go back and look at stuff, but I would subscribe to streamingchurch.tv. All right. That's good. our YouTube channel. And right now we just have the audio version of this podcast. Uh, I think probably Steve soon, one of these days we need to pull out the cameras and start doing some video again. Yeah. Sounds good. Since we do, we That's are a video company. kind of how we started. Yeah. So we should probably do that, but check us out on streamingchurch.tv for the podcast, this one and the other ones. And then, uh, the old ones are at the old Phil Thompson live, uh, YouTube channel. And we're on new media ministries.tv. That's a little blog that we basically put some information on there. So we'd love it if you subscribe to any of those. And uh, give us some feedback. We would definitely love to hear from you. All right, Steve. Well, another another beautiful day in paradise here in Tucson, Arizona. Yes, it is. It's awesome. I'm sorry for those of you who are back east right now, but <laughs> it's your choice. Uh, no, <laughs> that sounded mean, didn't it? I spent a lot of time back east, so I like I like the east and I like the Midwest. But we're happy here in Tucson. So we're going to go. We'll see you next week on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care. God bless, and uh, have a great day. 